Hello everyone, welcome to a monologue. Um, did I say a monologue or the monologue? I don't know. Um, before I get into this show, I'm going to just give you a kind of a predeposition of warning here. Uh, what I'm going to say is controversial and it's going to, it might set some people off. Just giving you fair warning ahead of time. This is going to go on YouTube and Rumble because I'm pretty sure YouTube won't want to censor this. Um, because of some of the content that it's going to contain and YouTube will probably be like, yay, you know, uh, because I'm going to play a bit of not devil, devil's advocate, but just an observation. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, depending on where, you, where you're from and, and what you get around you, um, but I wonder if anybody knows who this person is, Jordan Peterson. I got a copy of his book, I read it, and I thought it was one, uh, relatively wonderful to read. Um, very well articulated, very smart, and I started watching and paying attention to him, and I sat down, I watched him talk to Joe Rogan, and he was talking about cobbling together a group of individuals to answer six primary questions about the world. And talking about government and governance based on Exodus. And it starts uh, in on October 31st, November 1st and 2nd in London, England. And what troubled me is the man had, I kid you not, he had a suit on, split in half down the middle. Half red, half blue. I've never seen a suit like that. Never. And as I sat and I listened to him, I thought, okay, well, this guy's pretty interesting to listen to. He's smart. He's articulate. But something in me went off. Something deep inside started ringing the bell. And I started saying, well, what's going on? What? Why am I? Why do I have a wearisome approach to this man? And it, I realized what it was. He's talking about how we're all guided by spirits, and he's really into that. And as a Christian, I'm aware of this. And he's talking about, you know, a lot of, of Old Testament stuff. And, okay, so, I'm, so my thought turned to this. Is Jordan Peterson a friend or foe? Is he a friend of Christ or enemy of Christ? Is he a, a good guy or a bad guy? Right now, he's a good guy. And, but this is where the alarm bell went off. It was the divided suit, and then when he started talking about spirit, it suddenly clicked. I remember reading Revelations. And in Revelations, if you ever get around to reading it, it talks about there's not one devil, but two. The devil... And his partner, the Antichrist, uh, the, uh, the false prophet. You have the Antichrist and the false prophet. And I'm like, okay. Why am I thinking of this, you know, when I'm listening to just a man, a, psych a clinical psychologist? It's because he's talking about proposing a government based on voluntary, you know, voluntary participation while simultaneously <coughs> Carl Schwab and the WEF 
or the World Economic Forum is proposing by the year 2030, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Uh, I got my Bible. That, that's something. It's mine. I paid for it. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. But it boggles my mind that when we start talking, when, we, when I start hearing all this talk about new governments, new forms of government, globalization, I know that we're all in the end times. As a Christian, this is my personal belief. If you can believe whatever you want on your side of the aisle, that's fine. But I'm just going to simply point out what I've noticed. Every time the world goes dark, a Savior or Messiah shows up. And it's not always a Savior and Messiah. Um, let me give you a case in point. Adolf Hitler. Everybody remembers Adolf Hitler as the bloody tyrant that started World War II. Everybody remembers Adolf Hitler who tried to institute the final solution. What was his solution? Exterminate everybody that's not of this race. Um, everybody remembers um, Stalin and his gulags. Everybody remembers Mao's great leap forward. Yet every single one of these people before they did that was held as some kind of savior or messiah to those people. In Germany, if you actually sat down and listened to Adolf Hitler in his speeches before he became the murderer that he was, before the final solution, before his push for laboring ground or living space, uh, his before Kristallnacht, the, light, the night of the long knives, before any of that ever occurred, before the child eugenics or uh, euthanasia or the adult euthanasia, before all of that, he was a public speaker. Bef this is after the, the Munich um, revolt in 23, I think it was, where he went to jail for nine months, where he produced Mein Kampf, Mein Struggle, uh, and during this time period, he would talk a great deal about the church, about Christ, about how, you know, uh, Christ has all the answers. And he was pro-Christian. Yet he seduced the whole nation of Germany to go from being Christian to being demons. But everybody remembers the demon part. Very few recall the Christ-like appearances, the Christ-like talking that occurred before he became the bloody tyrant that he was. In China, something similar happened with Mao. But in, but in China, they don't have Christianity, so they, they have a different form. They have uh, Confucianism and Taoism. And Mao used that to condition the Chinese people so that they would flip and be part of his his uh, communist revolution. Russian, the same story, but it was with Lenin. And that was in World War, right after World War One. You had the same thing happen in Italy and under Mussolini. In fact, some people still today believe that Mussolini was a great lawmaker. Nobody noticed that he was a bloody tyrant and he conquered, wanted to conquer people and kill them. 
Nobody put that into perspective. So my alarm bells went ringing when Jordan Peterson started talking extensively about the Bible and everything. And he may be a genuine article. He may be a genuinely good guy. That's fine. Maybe he genuinely wants to help the world figure out a form of government that works, that gives maximum freedom, liberty, uh, and all these things. But remember, and, jo- and Jordan Peterson even even articulated this, so this is going to sound like a parrot, uh, is that when you have freedom, you have to ask what your freedom for. Because you can be imprisoned just under freedom as you can with being under a tyrant. For example, example of being imprisoned while free is gluttony. The fat man can't stop eating. He just keeps shoveling it in despite having all his health problems. He just can't stop. How about the, the harlot, the whore? Like I said, it would be censored. Um, who cannot not engage in intercourse. Many of us, many men today, and this is a lot of us, I'm going to be the first, like I said, this is controversial, um, will tell you that we we grew up with um, eroticism and pornography in our household. Um, a lot of kids, you know, depending on how old you are, it depends on whether you started off with a magazine or high-speed internet. Um <laughs> But that's another problem that we have in society. But it's just another form of imprisonment on top of being free. When and Jordan Peterson talks about this, so this is why I'm you know I'm kind of hesitant to say he's whether he's a genuine article or not, um, is because he was talking about it, and he said that as people would, what would people want to go do when they said. Pharaoh, let my people go. This was Moses. Let my people go. What were they going to go do? They were going to go worship God. And obviously Pharaoh wouldn't let them. When somebody starts talking like, starts talking this way, and they start getting a lot of power, and they start get, coming up with ideas, say, hey, we're going we're gonna to meet together and cobble together a lot of people to answer sick questions, um, about how we can create a government or a way of governments that will help facilitate the best for everyone. While it sounds like a good idea, I want to immediately point back to the Bible for a second and say, wait a minute, what did the book of Revelation say? And where did it pertain to any of this? Like I said, this is one of the controversial subjects. Um, and here's what it says. The devil plays two characters in the end times. He plays the false prophet and the antichrist. Okay, um, this is where it comes controversial, people. Is Carl Schwab the antichrist or the false prophet? Or is it the other, or is Jordan Peterson the same? Or the fact of the matter is, we don't know unless we exercise discretion, exercise, disconcernment, and ask God to reveal it to us so that we're not led astray. And here's Jordan Peterson talking about we got spirits and everything. Okay, we'll bring bells. Um, 
He could very well be a good person. That's fine. I have high respect for the man. I have high respect for his daughter. But I am weary. I am weary and cautious. And I'm worrisome. Because we're entering a dark page in Western culture. A very dark page. And it could very well be a dark page for the entire world. That's where I am concerned. That's where I'm worried. Is we're living in dark times. We have abortion. We have uh, euthanasia in 11 countries. One of them being Canada. They just signed on to start killing old people. Um, we have epidemics of drugs. Of epidemics of diseases. For all intended purposes, we are in the end time if you're a Christian. You understand that. If you're not a Christian, you're wondering what the heck's going on. Well, crack open Revelations and see if it rings any bells. Um, but because I understand the time that we're living in, I also understand human tendencies. The inborn human tendencies to look for messiahs or saviors or prophets during this time period. That's what they're looking for. Everybody's like, oh, so much. We need one man who can save it all. Sound familiar? The problem is that not everybody can have, there's not one man who can have all the solutions. There's not one man who's going to. And if there is, he's more likely, and in all likelihood, according to the Bible, is a devil, a demon. A murderer, a killer, a thief. Something, you know, inside his heart of heart, he is the dark thing. He may appear good. Remember, the devil was a light bearer. Means that he comes as an angel of light, and his whole job is to give you something at the wrong way, in the wrong way, or at the wrong time. He will never do it according to God's will, ever. In fact, he'll take it and pervert it. For example, one only has to say, look, what happened to Abraham? Well, um, I actually should have muted that. <clears throat> One of the things that happened is Abraham and his wife found out, hey, we're going to have a son. According to God, we're going to have a son. I'm 100 years old, you're 90, but hey. That gives a bad mental image, but they both kind of took it, uh, okay, and the wife says, you know what? I'm not waiting on God. I'm not going to do this. Here, you go sleep with my servant, and through her, I'll have a child. So when it finally does happen, only years later, <laughs> uh, yeah, it caused one of the biggest rifts of ever in, in history, which is Hagar and Ismael. And uh, then you have... Sarah, and Isaac. Jewish line, Arabic line. And so, when you have that, that was a response to jumping ahead of the game. Sarah had been tricked by the devil to give Hagar to Abraham. I also think Abraham had something to do with it, but that's just me. Uh, because clearly that would not be possible if Abraham said, you know what, I trust God. 
to I trust God to do what he's gonna he said he's gonna do and then he doubts God and then of course gets in trouble for it. And <coughs> hang on a second. <coughs> As a result the devil tricks Sarah and Abraham. Now we have one of the largest fam infeud family fighting between the Jews and the Arabs. Then at it today. The, once again, the devil's always going to try to do something to give you a good thing in the wrong way or at the wrong time. If you eat a fruit at the wrong time, you're dead. I don't know if anybody knows that. Um, if you eat the fruit in the wrong way, you could die. And everybody eat Johnny Appleseed? Just eat the Appleseed, you'll die. Seriously, because it has cyanide in it. Um... The reason I bring this up is because we're entering a time period where everybody wants a Messiah. Everybody wants a Savior. Everybody's looking for that. And if we're not exercising discretion, we will be led astray. We will be led down dark paths, dark hallway. I got the answer to your problem. Your problem being you're having intercourse outside of marriage, getting pregnant, and now you're stuck with a baby. Don't worry. I have the answer. Let's go get an abortion. That's a horrendous answer. But yet people take it. 50 million so far. And I wonder how many of them actually uh, regret their decisions. You don't really hear a whole lot of regret stories, or maybe you do, and you just don't really pay attention to them. But that's just something, you know, like I said, it's, they made one mistake and they make another and another and another and it just leads down this very dark path. So when somebody like Jordan Peterson said, I'm going to start a, a, a gathering, an organization to create a new structure of government or to discuss governments, and it starts on October 31st, no less. Uh, hello, Halloween, anybody? That's usually associated with the devil. Um, you know, everybody says, well, it's all about candy. It may be, but <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of evil on Halloween. Um, so, one, the question, I, the, the question that I'm posing is, is he the genuine article or is he Two-Faced? He has a suit that looks like Two-Faced from Batman series. Half red, Half blue. Literally a suit like that. Please, Jordan, do us all a favor. Don't wear that to the conference in London. People will think you're insane. But, um, remember that the devil came as light. He doesn't come as the demon that he is, the monster that he is. He doesn't do that. He comes to seduce you like a lover trying to get a unwed, a, a innocent girl and say, no, you don't need to get married. Come with me. No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to love on you and everything. You're going to be fine. And next thing you know, you're pregnant and you're, you're on the street and he's laughing. No, the fact of the matter is people, we're in a time where people will try to say they have all the solutions and then lead many astray with it. Me, I know I don't have all the solutions, but I want to come up with solutions. Some are going to be physical. Some are going to be spiritual. 
some are going to be political. Um, but I'm tired, like I said, I'm tired of the doomsayers, the gloomers, the catastrophists who say it's the end of time. It may very well be. But between now and the arrival of Christ, when he descends from heaven to pull everybody from us, from the planet, until that happens, I got to exercise responsibility. And I have to go, okay, what are my responsibilities between now and then? Well, right now, I'm trying to figure out if, if whether, uh, whether, you know, I mean, I, I already figured out that the WEF is evil beyond measure. The things that they're going to do are diabolical. If anybody ever gets around to reading what Agenda 21 was all about, UN Agenda 21, which is now UN Agenda 2030, there's that word again, 2030, because that's also the same thing the WEF is talking about. You will own nothing and you'll be happy. The same thing is the same thing. So let's pay attention. Let's light, Let's open our ears. Well, seven years from that day, now we got Jordan Peterson said, well, on this day in 2023, I'm going to host a conference and we're going to see if we can cobble together a lot of ideas and brilliant minds to see if we can somehow come up with an answer for our governmental problems. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's, uh, you know, if you've read Revelations, you know that the devil's playing both sides of the same coin. He's playing both sides. He will be the all-to guy for the liberals and present himself as a messiah for the Republicans. Um, does anybody remember how the Republicans looked at Donald Trump? I said it when Donald Trump was announcing he was running in 2014. I said he was going to be a president. I knew it the moment he said it. <laughs> Because he represented the anger of America. The anger of America that says, I'm tired of being downtrodden. I'm tired of working myself to death. And I'm tired of people not listening to my pleas. As a man who works in security, I want to tell you, I'm going to tell you a little bit more and then I'm going to check off. As a person who works in security, my job was to tell you this very simple fact. And this applies to everyone. You are the first responder. You know this, yet you still say, well, I need more money for police. I know you need to arm yourselves. You need to arm yourselves. Buy, buy a gun. Learn to use it. Learn to use it effectively. But that's just one of many, 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 many problems that we've turned to government to say, hey, help us, when in reality the answer to fix it is you. You're the one who can fix this, not the government. Don't point it to bureaucracy. They will never solve it because they're all about business. It's like the homeless problem in San Francisco. San Francisco. They have a problem with homelessness. The federal government came in and shut down a man named Elvis Summers, whose only task, he did this as a gift. He's a musician, and he did this as a gift. He befriended a homeless person named Smokey. He built her a $1,500 shack or mobile shed with a numbered stamp and a home 
that had a little light, a place that she could lock her valuables up in, and a place to sleep at night. $1,500. The government shuts it down, starts hauling them away, saying that he's somehow in violation. And it, you know what he got in front, in front of? A $1.6 billion bill that says, we're going to help the homeless. They never do. They never do. It's only the common man that's going to solve it. It is out of giving, out of generosity, that we have the power to help others. That's where the power is. That says, I care about you. I don't know you, but I care about you, and I'm going to help you if you want my help. And some people don't. Some people actually will get in your face and try to punch you. I, <laughs> um, but most people are very generous. They, they want help. Especially if they're, on the, they're down and they're, they're down on their luck and they're having a hard time. Just a sympathetic ear, a, a smile, and just some, maybe a little bit of money or even just having conversations. I've had conversations with homeless people. Some of them have some very tragic stories. But the answer to solving the problems of the world is taking what Jesus did. And that is simply this. You take it upon yourself, you see somebody in need, and you go help them. You be compassionate. You be generous. It's not going to be found in one man. It's not going to be found in Jordan Peterson. It's not going to be found in Carl Schwab or Bill Gates or Elon Musk. Stop looking for other people to solve the problems and look to yourself. That's where the, the, meat, the, the heart of the issue is. As for Jordan Peterson, I do have a great deal of respect. However, I am concerned. I am weary and concerned that you may not be what you present, what you are showing us you are. You're wearing a two-piece suit, half red, half blue. I don't know if anybody noticed, but the devil uh, is two-faced. He's a he's a deceiver. He's a liar. He's a a um, con artist, a, a trickster. We should be on alert. We should be concerned. We should be weary. When you have somebody like Carl Schwab who said, I'm going to take this big organization called the UN and I'm going to crush you with it. At the same time, have somebody say, I'm going to lead the people to freedom. And have top down, bottom up, cloud and piven. Look it up. They, that's how they were going to crush the middle class crush society and destroy everybody. We have somebody like Jordan Peterson who's talking about spirits and everything. Okay, warning bell, just a little bit, because the devil always comes as an angel of light to deceive the people by giving them something good at the wrong time and in the wrong way. Or in the wrong way, usually. Um... So when, you know, so is Jordan Peterson a the genuine article? I don't know. Time will tell. Um, I like his books. They, they're smart. He's got a lot, of, a lot of good information. He's very articulate. But when he starts talking about us being led with, by our spirits and everything, and he seems to be really well versed in the, uh, the Bible, um, I, I'm concerned. He's... Uh, you know, he may be a conservative. He may be a uh, the genuine article, and he may be a good man. He may even be a friend of Christ. 
I could be all wrong. It's just when somebody starts moving up in power structure like that, promising to solve all the problems, talking, and he's wearing a two-piece colored suit, uh, a two-colored suit that looks like Two-Face, um, something in me goes off. Something says, warning, warning, be weary of this man. And he's talking about it being voluntary. Remember, at the end time, the damned voluntarily followed the devil right into hell itself. And it wasn't until three and a half years into his peacemaking accord that he shows his colors. He made peace for three and a half years. He was a peacemaker, an angel of light. Somebody whacks him, he comes back as the devil that he actually is. And when he tries to kill the Jews, he realizes he can't, so he goes and makes war with the saints. I can make the biblical case for Islam being that. I can make a biblical case to say that the EU is the kingdom of the Antichrist. I can make a biblical case for the United States being the kingdom of the Antichrist. I can also make a case of a revived Islamic caliphate being the kingdom of the Antichrist. I can make the case for all three. So, in terms of eschatology, I'm kind of just leaving this one to God and saying, you know what, it's beyond me. But I can at least read between the lines and understand that the devil will play both sides in the end, of toward the end of time. That's why we will be so confused, so so many will be led astray. It's because we will literally be in one side is so overly the top evil and the other side seems to be so good only to be evil itself. So, like I said, it was controversial. And yes, I am putting this on Rumble and YouTube. Uh, if you guys want to support us, we're on Patreon and Locals. And, uh, yeah. I don't mean to leave you with doom and gloom. I wish I had some good information, good stuff. All I'm simply saying is exercise discernment. Trust Jesus. He's, do, he, he's a promiser and he keeps his promises. He does not fail. So, you know, get close to God. Go to church this Sunday. Confess your sins and be with your brothers and sisters. Love, be happy, be merry. And know that even if it is the end time, we can still have a party up until, you know, we can still party and have a, a festival and, you know, all that jazz. Um, it's not completely the end yet. Um, and while I say that, the reason I say it is simply this. Love each other. Love God and love each other. Be merry. Be happy. Be kind, be generous, be patient, and be joy to each other's lives. In the meantime, I'm out of here. It's the weekend, and I got a lot of work to do. Good evening, good night, and God bless. <laughs>